Hi, y'all. My name is Denasia, and I am a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver, working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. Season 5 is here, and we cannot wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back. Hey everyone, welcome to season five, episode six, which is a little bit insane. We getting, we getting up there. We're inching closer to 50, 50 episodes. Yeah, Danaja literally told me that during our catch up. Mind you, that was literally three hours ago. We we were supposed to record at four thirty, but it's seven oh nine. Yeah, no, we're about to be freaking fifty episodes, and that's insane because we hit fifty k plays a few weeks ago. Yeah, so it's yeah. giving celebration. It's giving y'all pop a bottle wherever you're at, or part. or or um some sparkling cider, whatever you prefer. Up to you, um, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate um but with that in mind like if you are willing to see our faces and want to hear this episode on youtube we yeah. recommend you go to our youtube which is in the bio of this episode mm-hmm. youtube.com backslash type a black girls podcast because yep. we're now podcast video girlies so yeah. you know it i realize it does kind of change the dynamic a little bit because now we can like use our expressions more so you might be a little confused if you're just listening on audio because you're not yeah. seeing us react but um yeah, yeah. Tap into YouTube right. if you want to if you want to see the bombastic side eye because I if it's not me it's the Asia if it's not the Asia it's me and if it's it's probably both of us usually so, we have and seventy the, subscribers so. yeah seventy two in the long pauses of us quietly cackling you can finally see in real life and the girlies ate it up for the first I want to say episode five episode four we we first posted and the girlies loved it so at least four of y'all commented. I I love that survey. That means survey says y'all love it. So come on, eat it up and let's just let's literally go from there. Um, but as we do and as we have done since episode one, let's go ahead and get into our rose bud and thorn. Rose is something good that happened in your week, but it's something that you're looking forward to, and thorn something that bad that happened. So moms, what is your RBT? So my rose is that I feel like I'm finally back in my like Netflix relaxation era mm. because I feel like ever since I moved here, I like have not been watching any shows. And really? you know me, I, lo- I love a good show. Like we yeah. used to binge, we used to binge Insecure, Money oh. Heist. Freaking Behind Her Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that damn show. Um, so yeah, we used to literally binge everything. And I used to just binge shows all the time, even when I really didn't have time back in college. And now I do have more free time. So it's honestly backwards. But I was thinking about it. And I was just like, I feel like ever since I moved here, my attention span has like completely dwindled. Like mm-hmm. I know in all honesty, we have this podcast. I can't even listen to podcasts no more. Not even my own. <laughs> I listen when I edit. But other podcasts, I, like, really struggle to listen to the full thing. So I'm working on, like, rebuilding my patience. Part of that is me, like, limiting how much time I spend on TikTok. Because, okay. girl, I'll watch three seconds of a video, look at the comments, look like, like the most, the top one, and go on to the next one. Like, mm-hmm. I am, like, as if it's a race. Yeah. And I, I realized, I was like, yeah, I need to actually slow down. And I feel like part of it is my lifestyle. Like, I live a very fast lifestyle now. And I feel like that's affecting my attention span. So yeah. uh, I, I binged Bridgerton completely. Charlotte. Farmer George. <laughs> no, you know what? I know we do an RBT, but let me just say this. 
I know a lot of y'all say y'all wanted Farmer George. But if, let's just not even say you you were forced to marry him. If there was a man that she was having sex with, and then fast forward after the sex, you see him running and talking to the moon naked. Y'all not staying with that man. You guys are blasting him on Twitter and and, and putting pictures of that booty, that butt booty, just (laughs) out, just chilling on Twitter and TikTok. Like you, you guys do not want a farmer, George. And that's all I would say to that. I about had it. <laughs> Cause y'all no, literally, people are like, she people I saw people blaming Charlotte, saying she was in the wrong for not being there to support her man through his mental health issues. This is the sixteen hundreds, people. They didn't even call I don't even know actually I don't know what year it is. What is this based in? The Regency era? I don't know what it is. All I know is she was wearing a hoop under her dress. They didn't know what a mental health issue was, baby. This they is was, not They was putting leeches on his body. And, girl, and putting him. They had him in the chair. And you mean to tell me she's supposed to be like, oh, well, you know, the diagnosis says. Like, baby, she don't know what's going on. And she's 17. She don't know what's going on. She, she said from 10 and writing. 7. Thank you. She said 10 and 7. And she she woke up to that man writing scriptures on the wall with his bare hands. I, too, would be afraid. Scriptures? <laughs> Denasia. <laughs> like, I. Come on, like let's be let's be realistic here. That's uh, scary. If I wake up and I I'm laying here in this bed with with a man, heaven forbid, because Lord, they they are just on my they are in, on my nerves. I don't want that right now. But if 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 a said man is in this bed and I wake up and see writing on my walls, he just took one of my work pins. <laughs> I don't know what. That's his apartment now. I'm leaving. <laughs> And he's talking to himself, like, and then Charlotte go follow him. Honestly, she had a lot of patience. Shout out to her for real, because not me. She she loved that man down because yeah. I mean I I would too. I'd make sure he's good, but it's like after he good, we need to have a serious conversation about yeah. why the hell are you butt naked looking at the moon. And that's what she wants to that mama. If you haven't watched Queen Queen Bridgerton or Queen Bridgerton, right? Or Queen Charlotte. The Queen's story or something. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched it, it's gonna be real confusing right now. I'm not gonna hold you. Denaja has said it's enemies to lovers. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I watch it. I'm like, I see the enemies to lovers trope, but also like there's more layers to it because they not that enemy. Because I, I absolutely Shonda Shonda. Shonda Shonda for sure. And I loved how we had two episodes and it's like, okay, well, he's literally a dickhead. Third episode, you're like. He's mentally ill. <laughs> He's not a ticket. Uh, I was sitting here trying to figure out what his problem was. Because, you know, the first, there's always a problem with them. The first one, yeah. first Bridgerton, uh, old boy didn't want to get her pregnant. Second Bridgerton, mm-hmm. he, he he was just being weird. He just wanted to marry the younger sister. And they really didn't have no reason to be beefing, if we're completely honest. I didn't. The third one, I was like, what's his problem? But I was not expecting mental health. I, I That was a okay. one I wasn't expecting. Did you cry? Girl, I was. No, I didn't cry. I was on Google talking about was the real King George actually mental Ill, mentally ill? I need to know. All the girlies were saying like, okay, well, you guys need to watch this, 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 because like there's a lot of different shows about like the crown and queen, the queen and stuff. They're talking about some, I, I screenshot, I don't think I'm going to do it, but all these shows you need to watch in order to see, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm really yeah. that invested, but it's cool to be in my photo, photos. I don't exactly. know if I do it. Um, but girls, get back to your RBT. Sorry, we, I, I just had to. 
it was it was good like i love the show and I, I feel like i broke my like streak of not being able to like focus on one show at a time so mm. next i'm gonna go for white lotus because oh moms you're gonna love it really okay okay yes. i I'm, I'm ready so i gotta start that one next and then i don't know what's after that but i'm like if i can just give you white lotus season one season two i'm good yeah um so that's my rose. Um, my bud is that, so at work, um, I got a message and it was like, uh, thank you for agreeing to be so-and-so's buddy. And I said, I, said I, never, I never agreed. And then three seconds after that, I get a message, hey, you wouldn't mind being the new intern's buddy, right? I said, not after you already selected me. <laughs> hey, but anyway, so, yeah, so, um, but I'm excited though. Like I've never been a mentor to anybody. Like, mm. Unless it was like a an Oregon school and you know they pair up like a senior with a freshman, something like that. Like I've never been like at least in my career, I've never had a buddy. And then yeah. my um my manager came to me and was like, Hey, do you mind being a buddy to the intern? And I was like, Oh, like I already am. He was like, No, the other one. So <laughs> there's two interns that I'm not gonna be being their buddy for. I don't even know if that's allowed, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I'm about to make a little group chat <laughs> and take them on little group tours together. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm trying to build out like a buddy package or something of like tips and tricks, um, things that I would have wanted to know. Granted, I interned virtually with L'Oreal. So like, there was not much for my buddy to do. He literally took me through the building with his HP and just like moved the camera around. Talk about this is the cafe. And I was like, oh, can you turn a little to the right so I can see? Like, (laughs) it was, it it was interesting interning virtually. But now that these interns are in person, I meet them next week. So my period, my buddy hat on. Okay, I'm about to be a mentor. Oh, Oh, that's Um, fun. I know. I'm looking forward to meeting them. Yeah. Um, And then my thorn. So I, girl, I told Faith this before we started, but I called my mom like two days ago, and her first question every day is, "What did you eat? And what did you eat?" (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, I'm eating right now. I'm eating Chipotle." She gonna say, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." I said. I said, dramatic. Just dramatic. I said, why do you say that? She said, I'm just happy you eating because I know you don't be eating as much. And basically when I went home, she noticed I had lost weight, which is honestly just because nothing changed in my lifestyle before, besides the fact that I'm now walking everywhere. So yeah. I'm basically working out like every single day and I hadn't really changed my diet from where, what it was when I was in Vegas. So I'm yeah. eating like the same amount of calories, but I'm working out more. So I'm losing weight. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, no, you need to start eating more. So long story short, this weekend, I made fried chicken, yams, and, and mac and cheese and greens. So she could feel <laughs> I just took a zero to 100, baby. Like, if we gonna eat, we gonna eat. Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, I feel like I need to start mastering, like, recipes like that. Because heaven forbid I ever get asked to bring a dish somewhere. Yeah. That's, like, new adult fears that I have. Like, bringing a dish to Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, and I'm in charge of making, like, the yams. And I bring something, I get talked about in the group chat because her yams was nasty. You know, like that's my biggest fear. I know they wouldn't be because I know I can cook. They're folding the plate and all, it's only your side left and, and the one in the trash. Girl, or th- th- they're putting the, the plate down, face down in the trash. And only my yams is on the plate. I'm crying. Yeah. Right then and there. I'm like, hey, you guys have to go. Slobbing. <laughs> but it's Slobbing on the myself. subway. And I'm taking the yams with me since y'all don't want to eat. So exactly. I'm just like, let me just let me just go ahead and just like start learning recipes. So um, the first try, uh, I left the yams on the stove for too long. And this is my first time trying them like 
on the stovetop and not in the oven. I left uh, them on too long. Long story short, I burnt I burned the hell out of them. What were you doing? I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was making multiple different things and I low-key forgot they was there. Yep. Yeah. I said this is why you can't really multitask that well in the kitchen. So I realized I burned them. So I tried them again and this time I like switched switched some things. I add a little more nutmeg. Like I just made it a little bit easier so they wouldn't burn at the bottom. Moms, I tore them hands up. Oh, I know that's right. I know yeah, that. And they tasted like my mom's too. So oh. You know, uh, yeah, I almost started calling people and buy y'all hungry? <laughs> I got some extra food. No, literally, because I know they're probably hungry too. So uh yeah, the mac and cheese turned out pretty good too. I want to make it more cheesy next time. And I can I can make some fried chicken. So that yeah. one also turned out good. The yin- the greens, we just not even gonna talk about the greens because that was terrible. I feel like that's hard. Greens are a hard thing to master. They are. Oh, I'm I not- realize. I realized, but I was like, you know what? At least I'm learning now at 22. By the time I'm, I got some meat on my bones and my underarms shake. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. <laughs> By the time I get to that age, I'll have mastered all my recipes, you know. So I'll be good. So yeah, yes. that's that's my thorn. And and also that I went to the eye doctor. So um, if y'all don't know, I'm blind. Like blind. I've said it before. Blind and deaf. Helen Keller vibes. <laughs> and I, I finally found an eye doctor here in, in, in like where I live, like in my neighborhood. And I went there and mind you, I had already canceled appointments with other places because those doctors were so unprofessional. They were like, Hey, uh, we can fit you in a five, but just know the doctor would like to leave early sometimes. <laughs> why would I, why would I come at five if, if she going to leave at four thirty, and I'm not going to know to the day of, why would you, <laughs> So I finally found this one doctor, Suda, right? And I said, we're going to go to Suda, see what he talk about. Moms, I walked into that doctor's office and thought I was in the wrong place. It was literally an apartment. <laughs> it was an apartment. I walked in, no AC. It's like five people in the waiting room, which is low-key just like, like a bedroom with some chairs in it. And I went over, I said, I'm scared, mind you. I'm like, um, is this Dr. Suda's office? She said, yeah, honey, when's your appointment? I said, right now? Oh, yeah, take a seat. It might be a while. I said, oh, I can tell. (laughs) A while? And I was like, girl, I was literally debating. I was like, the only reason why I stayed is because I was in my last pair of contacts. So it was either I stayed there through that hot apartment or I was blind for the rest of the month. And I can't be blind in this this city. It's just yeah. it's not gonna work. I need to be on my piece yeah. of shoes. So I was like, okay. And he finally called me, moms. When he when he, she he said come to the back, I'm looking around like where the back at? Because I go into his office, he has papers thrown everywhere. Like he's like Farmer George, mad scientist. He got papers thrown everywhere. He got his lunch out on the table. <laughs> if you talk about come to the back, the back was just a closet with a chair in it. And all the stuff on the wall for the eye stuff. I said, this is no medical facility. This ain't no doctor's office. He didn't even have all the equipment. Because I've been to multiple doctor's offices where yeah. like they do your eyes. And, you know, they be blowing in your eyes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they have all that equipment. He didn't have none of that. All he had was the little thing on the wall that said FGLH. And you got to read it off. <laughs> and he going to put the thing to my eyes. The one equipment he did have. You know how it has the little bar where you put your forehead in there and you put your chin on it? Yeah. And you know I'm a germaphobe. Girl, why yeah. I look why, why was it brown? And not for, not not because it was originally brown. It was brown because he never wiped it off. And 
I was like, uh, like trying to put my skin on it, like literally cringy. Like I literally felt my stomach flipping because I was like, bro, my skin. Girl, I was like, my skin is going to break out so bad after this because this nasty ass thing is on my forehead. He was like, a little bit closer. I said, this is as far as I'll go, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And you have very sensitive skin. I do. I was like, I've just about had it. And he was like, "Um, oh, uh, do you know what contacts you used to wear? I said, I don't. I, I don't have the package. And this is the last pair. He said, oh, so you just don't know what contacts you put in your eyes every day? I said, sir, ain't this your job? You're supposed to tell me what con Like, I'm getting a new pair. What does it matter? What the- Like, just give me one that matches my prescription. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he had an attitude with me. I said, Suda, you can't have no attitude with me. I'm looking at your lunch on the table as I'm sitting here getting my exam done. We are not the same, babes. You- what are you talking oh. about? And he, you know how, like, when you leave the doctor's office, they usually send you home with some papers. Like, oh, here's your prescription. And here, you know, da-da-da-da. Girl, he ain't seen me with nothing. He said, when you get home, go ahead and text my phone number which, with what contacts you used to wear. And um, I'll let you know when to come pick them up. Text? You? What I say his number because I was in front of him. He was like, my number is 50. I said, bro. And I didn't text the man because I said, I'm never going back there ever again in my life. My life. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to somewhere else. I'm going to have to go to another neighborhood and go to a different doctor because I'm never going back. Why he texted me today talking about I still haven't received your message about the contacts. You're not getting my money any more than than you already have. I said, block. (laughs) You will never hear from me ever again, Suda. And then he told me to go wash my hands because, you know, you got to take your contacts out. So he was like, go wash your hands, right? He goes into the, he said, go in the bathroom on the left. The bathroom had a shower in it and it smelled like it smelled terrible and the toilet had a had a black ring in it like literally black moms black like you would have to scrub that gunk off i said a shower in the doctor's office bathroom with like actual dove soap in it is crazy (laughs) at least fresh like a fresh dove bar moms it was the bottle version so i know he'd be in there showering that can't be legal though moms can't be legal. i said why i said who authorized this and i literally sat back and thought to myself is he licensed and i was just like this is my, like my insurance company gave me a list of like the closest doctors near me so like he had to be verified through the insurance company but i was like this can't be right like i was literally in an apartment and there was a kitchen like on the behind the receptionist there was there was like a kitchen with like dishes and stuff i said either this is this man's workplace talk about work from home he either live here, <laughs> he either live here, or I don't know. But I caught my mom right after, in tears almost. She said, what is this man's name? She was ready to call and raise hell. And rightfully so, because I was literally like, I went home and scrubbed my forehead. Oh, I'm all, you're like. I was like, Ugh! like, I was losing it. So that's my thorn. Um, mm. I literally blocked Suda's number. I'm, I'm going to go pick up my prescription, though. Cause I do need that, but yeah. that's it. You will never look at these eyes ever again. <laughs> you will never. Get the <laughs> you will never get the chance. <laughs> like so. whoa, mind you, we had literally kikied for three hours before this. The fact that she held this in, this story, insane. 
I feel like God's strongest warrior. Cause I was like, I needed, I was ready to tell you this when we first got on, when we first started talking today, like I was disgusted. Like it was crazy. That's, mm, that would have been a TikTok for me. It's so crazy how we handle these things. Cause you're like, mom. And I'm like, Hey guys. So I'm at, <laughs> I didn't even want to bring my phone out. I literally went home and disinfected my phone. Like that's how it was. I was not, I was not even the mind space to ever try to make no TikTok in that environment. I felt personally victimized. I'm sharing sure. my story. <laughs> Nature, I'm not doing shit in No, but that, that actually is, I think that's, he's on the list. Oh, top. Yeah. Top. And he's he's even more on the list because I had to pay him $30 to do it. I said, this damn copay. See? And was this money money or HSA money? Money money. Like, I had to come out of pocket $30 for him to put some dirty shit on my forehead. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's why I was even more pissed. Oh. I had to pay. Everyone else, you know, everyone else on the list, we never had to owe them money. Yeah. I had to get attacked and pay for the attack. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ooh, What's your week? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so as you guys may or may not know, if you guys have been living under a rock, I'm probably going to give this caveat for the next, for the entire season. Um, I live with my boyfriend now, live, laugh, love. We did long distance for a whole year. Um, but this, um, on Friday, he came home early. And typically, I'll take a nap between like 2 and 3.30 wake up, see if I had any pings from WebEx, and then I'll tidy up and Lola comes home. Mm. He, I took a nap, and he came home at 3.30, and I'm like, you didn't give me a chance to clean up the house. I want you to come up to a clean house. The house is a little junky because I was living in it, but also I needed to clean it up, so whatever. So he comes home, he's like, I was like, I sweets, I have to go take, I have to go on my run. Like, you kind of interrupted my process. He's like, do that. When you get back, we, um, we're going to go get dinner. We're going to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy and we're going to go shopping. I said, am I living the dream? That sounds like a good itinerary to me. I, I said, I feel like I'm living in fantasy land. Like, Delulu no, land. like this is real. So, when am I run? I'm training for a 5K. Mind you, if you saw me on the street, like I said last time, I look like I'm struggling. But it's 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 not a marathon. Okay. It, no, actually, life is a marathon. So we're going to take this day by day, and that's it. When, I'm, when, when am I running the 5K? Before 2024. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to give a date before 2024 because it's on the bingo board. Um, but, yeah, he. Um, so we did that, and Gardens Galaxy, I, I might say it, best movie of the year. Really? Moms, if I was in my period, I would have cried. I, I, t- I teared up. I teared didn't roll down, but I teared up. It is so freaking good. If you forget the fact that the main character is a Republican and horrible to his children, great. Ugh, a mom's great. Now, when the Barbie movie comes out, will I change that? Probably. But to this day, granted, I haven't been in an action movie theater in a while, so maybe it was just like the whole experience, but that movie was so freaking good, moms. It it was great. Oh my wow. gosh. Yes. So we went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it was too late. So we ended up going to this Mexican restaurant because nothing was open. Um, you know, when you walk into a Mexican restaurant and the bathroom already smells crazy, it can either be really, really good or really, really bad. Great service. Okay. But Telemundo was blasting. Okay. Tele- te- the Telemundo radio. I don't even know this thing. 
that radio was blasting. I couldn't even, we're in Lola trying to have a, like a serious conversation. And I'm just like, sweet, I can't do this. And then like the, the burrito wasn't fried. It was just like wrapped. And I was just like, I really don't want to take these leftovers, but I took it. Good guacamole. Let's just say, because I know it's probably a family owned business, I'm not going to rate it on Yelp because I don't want their review to go down. So that was that. Mm. The next day we did br- like the whole we he had the whole weekend plan. We went to brunch the next day and mom's best brunch. Best freaking brunch. Like we didn't get mimosas, but if we did do that, literally a whole bunch of flavors of mimosas, even Aperol Spritz on the menu. Yes. At Rit- brunch. At brunch. Yes. Wow. Yes. They had so many different flavors, like this lavender infused mimosa. Like the I definitely need to go back. Um, mind you, I literally, before this call, I literally said that to Denasia, I'm never going to drink again, but like, it is what it is vibes. So, yeah. um, yeah, we did that. And then we just went like to home goods, bath and body works, Ross. I got a cute little outfit. We, we got some pillows from the house and some mixing bowls. Like, it was just like, we were doing mundane things, but because we've been long distance for so long, it felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just so happy that we're finally be able to do the boring stuff together. You know, like the boring isn't boring because I'm doing it with you, which is crazy. I know it's love is insane. I will say that. But we were just giggling and cackling and just like having a great little weekend. Like it was fun and cute and vibey vibes. So, yeah. um, um, But I am doing a new content Instagram called Faith in Her 20s because it's embarrassing to post on Instagram. I will say that like now. But if I'm starting fresh and a new Anybody who follows that account means they actually want to see or their nose. Either way, cool, tune in. But I have so I started my Instagram back in seventh grade. Oh, it died. I I finished I I started my Instagram back in seventh grade. So so many people follow me that honestly probably don't care. Um and I want to start some I'll still post pictures on my regular Instagram, but for the brands that I want to collab with, I'm gonna send them there. Mm. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and I also got a new therapist. I basically told her, Hey, I don't really take therapists that are too nice seriously. So just a little caveat. And I told her I'm going to give her an enti- I had, literally have an entire Google doc of what's going on in my, my, my mental health and that I gave to my last therapist. I'm gonna give it to her. Daddy look crazy. And that's why I am the way I am. And kind of that's that, that, that's kind of the root cause, you know, you know, you remember when you had, you were in third grade and you did like the circle, like the, for all the paragraphs, mm-hmm. that circle. Is my daddy's crazy, but that circle, yeah. Um, and finally, my thorn is um, finally unpacked. It's about three weeks in, finally unpacked, but yes. But Lola was being a warden because he was like, Faith, you don't need all these clothes. And I'm like, How are you going to tell me what I don't need? And he's like, Faith, why do you need all these jackets? Mind you, I live in Denver. I live in Denver. I get cold like there's no tomorrow. And he loves to keep the AC. And he likes to open up these windows. I'm freezing, sweets. Yeah. So he's like, do you really need that? And then I was trying stuff on. But my thighs aren't letting me win because where all my weight goes, you guys. Um, And I'm not used to being anything higher than 110. And now I am. So yeah, um, that was cool. I gave away about a half a box worth of clothes. And it was really hard. But I was like, Faith, somebody can get better use out of this because it's just going to be sitting in your closet and you can't fit it. You're never going to be that little again. You loved it. It was a good little era. But it is time to give it away. And 
Lola didn't understand the, the theory of sleep shirts. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of sleep shirts. He's like, Faith, I'm, I have a whole stack of sleep shirts that I'm going to give you because Lola fluctuates in weight a lot. So whenever he fluctuates weight, he gives me all of his clothes I doesn't want. Love it. But he's fluctuated weight a lot. So I have just, I have at least 35 sleep shirts. If that, minimum. 35? Yeah. <laughs> so like shirts he gets from like conferences or work. And he, if he gets double, he gives to me like, yeah. And you got to remember, we, we're almost at four years, which is crazy. So four years of sleep shirts. Oh, girl, I thought you meant recently he gave you 35 shirts. No, I mean, he will because he is losing weight. He like he just throws shirts and then he just gives it to me in bulk. But yeah, like so he's like, Faith, do you really need that shirt? And I'm like, this is my favorite one. All of them are my favorite one because I'm holding on to those memories. He's like, we aren't long distance anymore. So you don't really need to hold on to the memory of me because I'm here with you. Mm. I was like, mind you, that I didn't give away that many. But still, I gave away about, about max 10. But that's still yeah. a lot for me because he's like, Faith, you're a hoarder. <laughs> Whoa. I said, well, I, he said, Faith, when are you ever going to need this? I said, I'll have it for when I need it. He goes, that's what hoarders say. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about to the hoarder show on TLC. I don't, I don't recall them saying it, but they maybe did. I they, don't know. They, I don't know. Honestly, if Lola says that, I, I kind of trust it. Depending, depending, because we also have this new game that we play, and we, um, on top of the whole wholesome, very like coupley dink weekend, doing come no kids vibes, we we were like, I want to, we need to start playing games. So we got Mancala, and we got um, we got this game called Tapple, and basically, you you pull a card, it's a category, and then you um, you hit the letter of the word that you want. So super cool, but we're both very competitive. So we were getting hot last night. Like we were getting angry. Like I was just like, bro, this with a lot of people will be so freaking fun. Like, Oh, and mom, it was just such a very wholesome weekend. And I was just like, this is just a really great reset to get yeah. back into being a corporate really, you know, I, I could have been, a, I was a princess, pastor princess the whole weekend. It, mom, it was great. But the only downside to this weekend, I will say, we had a grand time. Caught up on Fire Force, which is his one of his favorite animes. Caught up on all our shows, except for Succession. That that show you need to watch, moms. After White Lotus. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm only on like season two. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, this is our this is the last season, so. But um, but I will say, filter Twitter because Succession things will pop up, and I I yeah. Um. So the the con of this whole weekend is I was like, oh, I'm gonna make pizza. So I'm making a pre, pre-made dough, all of it, da, 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 da. But I'm like, oh, it's a little wet. So I start adding flour. Mind you, this is, I, I don't need to add anything else because all I said is add water. So I'm adding flour. I'm like, okay, you know, this is good. I can, cause I couldn't mold it because mm. I added more water when I was making it. I was adding extra ingredients. I wasn't, and typically I can make some shake, but you can't really make some shake with dough. Okay. Mm. So I cook the pizza 30 minutes, another 30 minutes is drying out. The, the dough will not cook all the way. And I just feel like just so defeated. I'm like, you're the provider. I'm the, I'm the gatherer. Like the least I could do is make pizza. And like. <laughs> the gatherer is crazy. If you think about it, that's really all I do. I gather the ingredients and make it. So. 
and I and I clean half and half because he cleans half the time too. So I'm just sitting here like, oh my gosh, like I'm so defeated. Like I just, I you know, I'm feeling horrible because I again, I'm the, I'm I'm the opposite of the provider. This is my job. This is my job. So if I can't do it, what the frick can I do? Okay, so I'm and he's like, he's like, you know what? We'll just order pizza. We want to do a pizza night. We'll order pizza. And you didn't do a bad job. And he's like, Faith, you followed the instructions. I said, Well, well. He said, Well. <laughs> I said, Faith, what did you add? I said, Well, I couldn't, I couldn't roll it, so I added more dough. He's like, Faith. It's a pre-prepared mix. Like, all you have to do with that water. I was like, I know, but I couldn't roll it. And he's like, well, at the end of the day, it's okay. I know. Well, I've made that pizza multiple times. So he's like, this was basically a fluke. You're good. I'll order the pizza. Be good to go. And I was like, wow. That was very, like, it was kind of gentle. It was kind of an insight into gentle parenting, but, like, towards me. And I've never had gentle parenting before. Like, whoa, this is huge. Like, you didn't yell at me. You didn't say, like, like f you like that there's there was just like a let's just come up with a solution it's okay right moving on literally and to that note let's get into how to be less type a yeah which is which is hard because we were literally type a before this call trying to figure out filming this like (laughs) well more me because i like i want to make sure that y'all can actually hear us but I think it's just very hard to be less type A, especially when you come to terms with the fact that you are. Because half mm-hmm. of it is just realizing that you are type A. Yeah. And you like to control things. You like to have everything by the book, very organized. And mm-hmm. then realizing that sometimes it's not that deep. And that's a hard realization because everything feels like end of the world. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say end of the world for me. It just feels like, why is this not perfect? Like I have a certain standard for myself. And I'll accept perfect and maybe like 10% less than perfect. So that leaves me at about 90%. So if anything's fallen behind that threshold, I'm like, oh, like this is, this is actually bad, which is mm-hmm. a very dramatic thing to say. But like I said before, oh, yeah. I have a very long line of dramatic women. This is just what we do. Not so I think, well, the caveat that we have is that this episode is definitely going to gear a little bit more towards like how you act, especially if you've been in college or entering like the workforce. So yeah. Hopefully you guys can still, you know, relate and, and it applies to like your life, but it definitely does help having disposable income too, with like relieving some of that stress that comes to being type A, because like, for example, you, you and the pizza situation, it's like, okay, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. We can just go buy a pizza. What if there was no, there, what if there was no other option to buy pizza? It's like, oh, <sighs> I messed up and now we're hungry because we don't have nothing else to buy. You know, and like restart. No, cause I, the thing is, I was like, I was like, cause the thing is, I was like, I had a budget for groceries. We weren't going to eat out this week. Like, you know, we weren't going to eat out until this weekend. I ruined that because like, I'd like, I, in the stuff that I could control, I did it wrong. And I either have to make a whole nother meal that was supposed to be for another night. Mm. or I don't know what the, fr- we're just not going to eat tonight. Mm. Yeah. And it's having disposable income takes that like. It takes that pressure off because it's yep. like if you do mess up on something and you feel like you might not have done your best or you weren't performing to the level you wanted to, you can still try again with something else and you're not like putting your money at risk. Yeah, because you got some. You you pay your all your bills are paid and you're good to go. Right, like you you can go out and buy a Domino's and not worry about it. It's literally like little like it's literally fifteen dollars if that. And I was like, yeah, but back in college, because like we said, being out of college also does help 
with a little bit less routine as well. Exactly. Because I, moms, I used to have that schedule, like, all right, exam every single beginning of the semester. Okay, exam this day. I studied for this. I need to go here. I need, okay, I need to meet my friend. Oh. It was very tiring. Like, I think back to, especially like 2019, I would say 2019 was one of my most stressful years because I was pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. everything was completely in person. I remember I was working like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on like every other day. So mm. I would literally do 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then I would go do meetings after that, after I got off at 6 p.m. And then on the other days where I was actually going to school, it was like 8.30 a.m. class to like 12.30 break, go to meetings in between that, and then go to one more class and then do all my extracurriculars and stuff after that, then go home and study, then wake up and do it, and then go to 7 a.m. at work the next day. And then the weekends were literally just prepping for the next week, the next week, and then going out. Cause I was like, I gotta have a social life. So I would just go out and then be dead tired the next day. Like it was a vicious cycle. I was low key grateful for COVID because I was like, I can finally sit down. Yeah. The student in me died on March 14th, 2020 for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. But you know, I was just like, at least I could finally have some like breather room. And now I think back, I'm like, there's no reason I should have been stressing myself out that much. Moms, it was, so I didn't have all that, but for me, it was like, I, not that I was homeless, okay, but I did. <laughs> I'm like, where is this headed? <laughs> to this day, Kelly always is like, it could be worse. You could be homeless again. I'm like, Kelly, I wasn't homeless. But so we lived with my uncle. Um, and that whole, before COVID is a blur, I will say. If I didn't take pictures, if I went back, I don't know what the frick happened. I would drive 40 minutes to my first class, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Kelly Maricopa. If you're in Arizona, you know, Maricopa, it sits in P. And then in traffic, I would FaceTime a friend or something. Then I go to all my classes. I was, my main struggle was not taking a nap and not having a place to nap. Then, because I felt calculus the past two semesters, I had to go to our poly campus during peak traffic to hopefully make it on time to my calculus class. Didn't even end up passing it. But yeah, like it was, I didn't really have any extracurriculars. It was just a lot of driving. And I'm just, I realized I'm a tired girl at heart. I need, I love a good nap. I, I need a, I need rest. A sleepy girl in a busy world. Yes. That is what I am. That's literally it's, what I I just need a little rest. I need a little nap time. Like less position for nap time to be in the corporate world. I feel like we can make a lot of better decisions. I'm a, I'm a text Chuck. A CEO. Hey, so <laughs> so who is Chuck? Chuck Bass? Bro, we be we be talking about our CEO because he he's real cool. Like I'm sure he maybe he's not like outside of how he shows us, but the way he comes off, yeah. real cool. And we we be talking about him like he our cousin. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, y'all. <laughs> real cool real cool 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 guy honestly while I was in a mentorship program and this guy was like fun fact I saw Chuck and I was like I know you from somewhere and he literally told our CEO he's like you look so familiar I don't know how I know you and he's like I I don't know either and then he he see see them it's the CEO See, because our CEO, his name is David. I met him at a happy hour. I said, hi, David. Nice to meet you. He said, what's your name? I said, nice to meet you. I, I was just chopping it up because my yeah. determination is to crack every type of CEO or like 
very high C-suite level people. Because most of the time they can be very scary people. So I'm Absolutely. like, I'm going to make sure I get you to laugh. You're going to know yeah. I'm a real person. You're going to know my name. Yeah. And I told him, like, I want him to work on a project for our division. And I was like, if you're interested, he's like, yeah, hit my EA up. Should have put something together. They love a good EA. Hit my EA love, up. Love a good executive assistant. I said, I will do that, David. He said, you have a good day. I said, you too. You'll, you'll be seeing me. You will know the name Denisha, baby. Okay. So literally when I tell you, go talk to that CEO. That's that's a type A tip. Um, I know this is how to be less type A, but go Ooh, network. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and get into it, uh, the thick of it all. What do you think jumps out of your type A-ness? Definitely childhood. I mean, like, first of all, being being a firstborn daughter. Let's talk about yes. it because that's a whole other thing. Uh, we can have a whole episode on that alone. Being yeah. the firstborn daughter, I feel like there's definitely a lot of pressure, especially if you have siblings, to kind of set that like precedence and set yeah. that example. And for me, I was like, I got two younger siblings looking up to me. I gotta like, I gotta be right and tight because if I'm not, it doesn't leave much room for. I mean, if I mean, it does help them if like if they see a, an older sister that's doing what she needs to do. But at the same time, yeah. if I don't, you know, I'm setting a bad example. So that was that was part of the reason. To yeah. just being a black a black woman in general in this society, you have to give a hundred and ten percent, yeah, maybe more on everything you do, just to be regarded as somebody that's white or another race that's giving only seventy, yeah, and you're in the same level of recognition. So off bat, that was ingrained in me. My mom was like, especially my mom because like she's a black woman, so she was just like, you know, people are gonna look at you. And already they, especially if they're racist or they don't like black people, they're already going to have a negative perception in your head. And you're basically working backwards to unwork that. So yeah. she said, unfortunately, it sucks, but you're going to have to be on your P's and Q's at all times. You're going to have to be presentable at all times. That's why I grew up very, like, pristine, like, very, like, cut and clear, like, Prime even problem. the day, like, 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 the way I dress, the way I act is very cut and clear. Because my mom was like, how you appear yourself to the outside world matters. Like, people already look at Black woman with a side eye. And it's like, you now have to work backwards to undo that. So she was mm -hmm. like, when you go outside, you look presentable. Like, I was like ironing my clothes every day before school. Like, that type of vibe. <sighs> and it's just like, and especially when we, I had uniforms at one school. Because um, mm -hmm. they didn't allow, like, you to wear your own clothes. So it was like, make sure that uniform is 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 right and tight. Make sure that skirt is is ironed. Like, that was the type of vibe I had. So it kind of just stuck. And I was just, I kind of got in that cadence of like, everything I need to do needs to be my best. Because if yeah. it's not, I'm giving people room to discriminate against me where that, that shouldn't be happening. But unfortunately, it just, there's a, there's a more likely probability, prob what am I trying to say? There's a more- Higher probability? Thank you, bro. I said, I'm getting to my words, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a yeah. higher probability of that happening if you are a black woman versus if you're a white woman and you can kind of get away with being mediocre. Yeah, I can't get away with being media. like I need to be above and beyond. Absolutely, mediocrity is not allowed for Black women. Isn't and isn't. So uh, that's where it started for me. What about you, moms? Um. Okay. So it's kind of not as positive for you. So being a big sister, we definitely do need to do an episode on that because that's mm -hmm. that's huge. Um. So literally everything you said about being a big sister, but also. Um, as you guys may or may, not, may, may or may not know, uh, my parents were never married. So um, after once I was five, my my dad realized he had a child, met him uh, da, 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 every other weekend. I, I went over to his house. So growing up, um, I was chilling with my mom. My mom, like I said, never really gave us rules, which is like, I trust y'all. I raised y'all right. Be good. You know, other than not doing chores, we really didn't get in trouble like that. Now, I always thought I was a good kid. 
until I got to my dad's house. And my dad, dad is strong. My donor was basically like, there was just this unspoken, like, you in this family, on this side of the family, we're better than everybody else. And we are the peak black people. And we basically are white. And like, like my dad just doesn't even claim that he's black unless it profits him. Mm. You know, you know, like, uh, like one of these days growing up and I will never forget this. He's like, yeah, I'm Portuguese. I'm sure a smidgen in Ancestry.com said Portuguese, but it never to give that you are Portuguese. Took that and ran because you say one, say one word in Portuguese. Hola. They, that's probably. That's Spanish. So. <laughs> They they overlap, but like it like it's just so I didn't grow up with on every other weekend. I didn't grow up um I basically grew up grew up cold switching. That I feel like that's the best way to say it. Like when I would go to, over to my donor's house, it would be I would like I would sleep a good portion of the time because I just felt like it when I'm asleep, y'all can't criticize me. Um, so I'm good. Like I would have I didn't know that I didn't know what they were, but every time I would pack for my for his house, I would get panic attacks and I would always forget something very important. Because I would feel like I need to be so, so proper, so prim. I need to be ready for literally everything. And it was, honestly, my type A-ness kind of was a fight or flight. Because it was like, they're never going to see me as good enough. But if I try my absolute best, maybe there's only going to be two or three things that they say bad about me this weekend. Mm, And it's like, there's no way for a child to grow up. So I feel like my type A-ness just kind of stemmed from, I need to be the best of the best because there's a higher likelihood that they won't talk down about me or they won't look at me sideways when I come like, Oh, your dress is too short or um, your hair isn't right. Or your lip gloss isn't like just a lot of nitpicking that kind of made me into like a more um, what's that word. I'm very hard on myself, but I think that's where my type A-ness kind of stems from. Like it really sucks working on in therapy. So happy that I'm getting a new therapist. Uh, but yeah, I think that's more so where it's, jump started and it's yeah. it's only gotten better after college but just also being the school sister too being the school sister that's your only thing that I'm good at well I gotta go ham because I don't really have a hobby that I'm good at that I can get awards at other than talking and I'm not a, being a communications major because I don't want to write no papers so yeah that that's kind of that's kind of how it's tend from but moms, when do you think you started to become less type A? Definitely after college. Um, I literally, in my head, I was like, I kind of had a do it now or do it later type of mindset. And I was like, especially in college, I was very, very locked in. And I was just like, if I don't grind out and do what I need to do now to get a good job after college and like get into grad school, I might feel defeated and I might not ever do it. And yeah. I don't know why I have this fear that like older Denasia just wouldn't have the same like, like time and drive, but that's what I felt like. And I was like, if I don't do it now, when will I ever do it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm already in the mode of like studying and trying to like be a good student. Like I just need to knock it out now. So yeah. I literally took that into overdrive, which was not healthy, but I also didn't know anything other than that. So I yep. was like, if I stop now, I'm not going to reach any of the goals that I've been working hard for, for literally 18 years. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So it was also kind of like this fear of like, almost like sunken costs. Like I'm losing the time that I have invested so much into my goals for now, for me to chill out. Cause everyone was like, girl, chill out. I was like, if I chill out now, 
I'm losing everything I worked for. Like I need to continue going hard, which I mean, I guess that is, that is kind of a very determined mindset, but at the same time, it can be very toxic. And I was very, very hard on myself and Mm -hmm. I could have been doing well in the eyes of everybody else. But if it wasn't like my expectations, even my parents, once I got to college, they was like, girl, we don't care what grade you get. Like, as long as you did, did you try? Did you do well? Okay. It was me where I was like, no, it needs to be a 4.0, Like I was doing that to myself, which was, I don't even know why I was doing that. Like looking back, but I mean, it did help me get to where I need to go. It's the reason why I now have my own place where I now have my own job. Like I completely take care of myself with no, no help. But looking back, I think that's definitely when I started, when my type anus was at its peak and when it stopped being less type A was when I got to my job and I finally started to like feel the benefits of what I work for. And I was, like, I was like, wow, like I go to work, I go to a job, I go to a company that I dreamed of working at for one. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've checked everything off my list. And I was like, now I, not to say I don't have a list. It's just like all career wise, everything is like, it's like more of like my like personal leadership and like my growth. It's not like, oh, I want to get into to this school. I need to do everything I can to make sure my application is perfect and do the essays. It's less tangible. It's more like, I want to be a better leader. I want to do more networking. I want to be a better person. Like it's more like holistic, I guess. So now that that has happened and I have that like pressure off of just being a student, it has changed my mindset completely. Like not to say I'm type P, but it's like, I'm just like, what's the point of stressing about it? Like it's going to work out. And Mm -hmm. I've had, I've started to really trust the process and realize like things will work out. The more I've been more type B, I would say, the more things have actually worked out in my favor, which is crazy. Yep. And, like, and also part of that is also, I, I also want to say it's also looking at my relationship with God because it started more after I graduated where I just started just like trusting the process and being like, hey, God's plan. If it's meant to happen, it will. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant for me. And yeah. like seeing rejection as redirection basically. And yeah. if it doesn't happen, it's not meant for me. So when I started having that mindset, I was like, wow, this is like, Ugh, the load off my shoulders you know and also I don't have to worry about anybody else like it's literally just me and it's like having that also and not having like not to say like living with your parents you don't get that but it's like being in a in your in a space with somebody else or being in someone else's home especially your parents home where those expectations are sitting on you it does make it harder for you to kind of break out that mold because it's not just you you're worrying about you're worrying about what your parents think what your Mm -hmm. siblings think whoever else you're around, what they think. And it adds another layer, especially if you're a student. Yeah. Ugh. You you hit the nail on the freaking head. I'll, I'll add a little bit. But for me, when I became less type A, it was more so after I graduated. Like it was from kindergarten through get then getting and then graduating and then getting into college. Okay. College, boom, boom, boom. What do I need to do to get that internship? Okay. Got the internship. What do I need to do to secure it? didn't get it well frick my whole world is done da, 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 da. but I was like you know what my name is in the portal I got to figure it out got my freaking um actual full-time role and everything was good um when I freaking graduated moved across the country by myself and lived by myself I think the the phrase like nobody's coming sucks but in your 20s that's kind of what it is and I was just like if anything happened, I'm like, okay, well, frick, this actually sucks, but yeah. can we change it? If we can, all right, let's get up and change it. There's no need to freaking stress about it. 
Like, what the frick is stressing going to do? I'm not going to say I do not stress anymore because it's me, you know? But, like, that's, like, a root personality trait, which sucks. But at the end of the day, let's say your cereal spills. Nobody's coming. Nobody is coming to save you. It sucks. But nobody's coming. So I really had to start realizing, okay, can we change this? All right, let's change it. If not, charge it to the game. Charging it to the game has been my motto, man. Like literally, something bad happens, charge the game. And that's all and it also comes with having disposable income and being a little bit more financially stable because charging to the game could also mean losing money in some ways. Yes. Yes. That's right. And it's and it's like back in college when I was penny pinching, like I was literally going down the aisle and putting it in my calculator, going specifically out the way to the grocery store that didn't have taxes so I can calculate it in the aisle. Now I'm like, okay, budget is 40. If we go to 80, okay, we got to cut somewhere else. But like at the end of the day, we need groceries. We, you got to eat. I would have just been eating oranges and apples and tuna, canned tuna. Like that's literally like having disposable income does make this process a lot easier. Like we are not, we, we are acknowledging that because yeah. that's really what it is. Um, but when I, I start, and I also started choosing myself, like, and that also goes into being a people pleaser because sometimes when you're a type A, a lot of times when you're type A, you're like, okay, okay, well, are they okay? And are they okay? And sometimes for me, I've realized that's a love language of mine. That some it might not be other people's love language. Mm. Like for example, Miami. I was trying to make sure the nature is okay. They just don't need don't need me to make sure she's okay. But to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to make sure it's everybody okay. You really don't. Yeah. And that's and that's part of just realizing like what your how your friends operate too. Because I was like, I was like, I'm good. Like I'm I'm grown. You know, like like I was just like, we're the same age. Well, you're older than me. But still, well, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I was just like, I was just like I'm good. Like, you don't have to worry about me. Like, it was like, it was like, we both had big sister syndromes mm-hmm. and you were applying okay. the big sister syndrome to, to the, to, to us. And we were like, yes. there's no me, you know, like we're good. And the thing is my big sister syndrome to Kelly, she's like, yeah, keep on doing it. But to the Nasia, because Kelly's not type A. So it works. She's yeah. like, yeah. but to another type A is like, no, I got it. And if another time, I'm sure if vice versa, I'd be like, I got it. So literally, I can't wait to have a redeeming girl strip. Like, I'm with this new type of type P. I'm very excited. So this charge is the game mindset. Very excited. So, um, and yeah, like, more so prioritizing myself and saying that, like I said, last episode, is convenient sleep or comfort on the docket? I don't need to go if not. Like sometimes I can get out of, you can get out of your comfort zone. Like I can go, I can, I can go up and party and stuff, but realistically, I want comfort, comfort, convenience, or sleep. That's just what I really enjoy. And you have to figure out what works for you. And mm-hmm. if somebody's asking you of something, it doesn't align with you. Oh, hey, sorry, love you, no. And if they take it to take it to heart, well, maybe they're not the friends for you right. or family members that you need to keep around you for you. And and um, part of that is also feeling not guilty for being type A. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. I'm kind of jumping on to our future questions, but not feeling guilty for having fun or enjoying yourself. Oh, that's hard. That was a big one, especially for me, like in college, anytime that I was like chilling for a weekend, I was like, dang, in the back of my head, I was like, you could probably do something a little more productive. Like that, that, that (laughs) nagging voice in your head. That's like, 
or just feeling guilty for just sitting down and resting. And it's like, bro, I actually saw a TikTok and it was this girl and she was like, it was a black girl. She's laying down and she starts feeling guilty about laying down. And then it shifts to like a perspective of like her ancestors and then being like, yes, like she gets to lay down. I don't even think about it like that because anytime I lay down, I'm like, Faith, you can literally, you could be sending emails. You can, you could be, you could be making content. Like, and that also is a little bit hard for a content creator that isn't full time. Cause I'm just like, I could, could be making content. Like there's girlies going harder. Mm-hmm. So it's just on the, like that comparison thing. Like, yeah. okay, well, if I do rest, that's taking out time of this. And it's just, when you don't have a routine, it's a little bit easier. And because I fit a nap into my routine, that's just, that is how I get through the day. I have to reset my day. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when I came here, when I first moved here, I realized like I had to evaluate, okay, what is important to me? I do, I do value comfort and sleep, but I also value fun. Like a Mm -hmm. lot. Like I like to enjoy my life. Like I like to have like stories to tell, memories. Like when I do my photo in the month, I want to have actual fun photos. I want, I want to be able to reflect on the month and be like, yeah, I had a good month. So when I realized that I was like, I can't, guilt trip myself for having fun and doing things I like to do if that's what's if that's what that's what's important to me if I like to go out with my friends and go to brunch and I my love language is brunch I'm not gonna hold you I can't feel guilty for that so when I like came to that conclusion with myself and I was like why am I sitting here guilt tripping myself for things that I love to do life became a lot better and I was just like I can do both like you can be you can have fun you can also have goals and prioritize them but you can have a balance and some people think you got to choose one or the other especially as you get older you don't you don't you sure don't you gotta know what you just gotta know what works for you and not compromise for anybody else right and be your own person like even I haven't thought about like when I'm married and having kids I still want to go do things I like to do that doesn't mean I'm gonna be at the club as a mom (laughs) and shout out to the moms at the club if that's what you want to do but like if I want to go out and go to a brunch on a Sunday and I ain't had a break all week I'm giving the kids to to, to the grandma's the baby I don't know I'm figuring something out so (laughs) so I can I can make time for myself because that's probably how parents like especially back to our, our last episode why some parents or the Mother's Day episode where people will sometimes lose themselves as parents and kind of feel like my kids are my life and I don't know who I am. And then, you know, their kids leave or they become empty nesters. And now they're kind of going through like a, a crisis. Cause they're like, my whole life is in my kids. I yep. think if you start prioritizing yourself somewhere in there, I mean, it's going to be hard, especially if they're like toddler age or baby age, but I think that kind of prevents that. So I kind of like mentally prepared myself for when that moment comes in like eight years, <laughs> which is dramatic, but like whenever I decide to have children, yeah. Um, of just thinking about how I can still stay in Asia and be someone else's mom or their. That also plays into having a partner that it feels equal. Cause I feel like a lot of the moms out there that feel burnt out and feel like, Oh, sorry. Like they put their whole entity into being a mom are either single moms or have partners that are, they're basically single moms. Yes. They're single you know? married women. Yep. There we go. Exactly. And it's like, no, like if you find someone that makes you feel like you can live that type of life, I think that makes it a lot easier. Even before y'all get have children, are y'all splitting the chores? Does it feel even? Mm. Are y'all splitting the stuff even without the children? Not mm. sorry, not bills, but chores. Yeah, chores. Like household. Yeah, household things like are that just sitting there and you folding you you're washing, 
folding, uh, ironing, uh, straightening it up, vacuuming, mopping, all this stuff. Are, what is that? Talk about it. And you and still want to Huh? And you still want to have a kid with him? Oh, After- oh yeah, it's backwards. That's on you. On that note, also like something that I thought about was like not to say men are like dogs, but I feel like sometimes you got to train them how to treat you. If mm-hmm. you, if you, because I think a lot of times, especially if you're a very independent woman, you're like, I'm gonna just do it myself. Yeah. So you you get into that cadence of being like, when there's dishes there, oh, like you might be frustrated, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Instead of being like, can you help me for this? Learning how to ask for help mm. and learning how to not just take over something. Because at the end of the day, if if someone comes home, let's say you're living with somebody and they come home and wash dishes every time, they might be frustrated doing it. You don't know that. You're like, oh, they got it. You might not be thinking about it intentionally, but that person's gonna be like, oh, why would I go do dishes when you always do when you come home? You kind of train people how to treat you. So if yeah. you feel like I'm already handling everything, you, that needs to be a conversation. And it's like, can we can we now split this? Ask for help. I normally wash them when I come home. Can you do them the other days on the weekend? Like figuring yeah. out a system that works. I think that's also being less type A is learning how to ask for help and learning when it's like appropriate to have, to have help and when it's appropriate to be like, hey, like I need some extra lifting here. And I will say, for our, all of our type A girlies, if you don't know it, now you know it. Your receiving love language is top, probably top two acts of service because we do everything. And having a partner that comes in is just like, I got it. It might be a little hard to let go, but it, if they got it and actually do it, because I know some men are just imbeciles and they'll, they'll, they'll be like, it's okay. And it's like, are you a child? Like, why would you, why are the dishes still dirty? What? Yeah, like do, if you want to do it, do it right. Have a competent partner. Also, I know this is simple, but please put it on your list because you could have a beautiful. I watched this song in the nature. My my top two were six three light skin. I barely had any qualities on my list when I was in seventh grade. Mind you, I was in seventh grade, but still, I have a six three dark skinned Nigerian man that actually services me to death. I literally eat it up so much, and like he he's also a little he's. Yeah, you know, he's actually type A for real. Cause he's also a um older brother and I asked for service him t- to death too. And he's like, I got it. I'm like, no, you need to sit down because you've asked to service me seven times today. Let me, let me just do it two times to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, I I will say having an access service man or partner is that girl for real. It makes your life easier. Why, why have a man or woman come into your life and they're not making it easier. Because you, you do everything all by yourself anyway. Thank you. Take something. What are you doing for me that I can't do for myself? Take something off my plate. And I'll do the same for you. That and part. also on the point of having a competent partner. A partner that you don't have to parent. Because I feel like a lot of. And I, I maybe, maybe this is a skewed perspective just based off what I've seen from from people that have shared their stories on like TikTok or social media. But it sounds like a lot of people are literally mothering their husbands or mothering their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And, and when you ask a man, oh, this is a, this is actually a sprinkle, sprinkle tip. When you ask a man what his dream woman is or what he looks for in a woman, listen to what he describes. Is he describing a partner or is he describing a mom? Because a lot of them are describing mothers. I need somebody that's going to take care of me. I need somebody that's going to cook for me and clean for me and hold me down. You're looking for a mom. (laughs) And I'm not her. 
I'm not hurt. Versus if he says, I'm looking for somebody to build a life with, have a partnership with, you see the difference. I, I like that. That's a huge thing. Like, and vice versa, if, if you, if you ask, you know, like if he asks you like, you know, be honest, but it's like, also look at what you're asking for. And do you need a partner for that? Or can you do it yourself? Or can you fulfill that yourself? Or can you fulfill that through your friendships or your relationship with your family? Like figure that out before you start dating someone. Because I will say friendships don't get any stronger until after a breakup. I will tell you that right now. They get it or a huge family crisis or something like that. You get real close. You realize who you actually want to tell your business to. Thank you. Thank you. Because, uh, freck. Freck, freck, freck. But moms, what helps you not revert back to that anal, super rule-following type A girly? Um, I'll be like, did I die? Did anyone else die? Are we good? Or did we survive? Okay. Okay. It's not that deep. Like, literally, I, I have to take mental check-ins with myself and be like, Danasia, is it that deep right now? And also remembering, like, if it doesn't, if it's not going to matter in five years, why am I spending this amount of time stressing about it yeah and that has helped me a lot because i i start i tend to get caught up in the short term and not remember that like this is probably not going to matter in a couple weeks yeah which is a very hard thing to come to terms with because it's like if you're type a usually everything matters it's like no this is a big deal but it's like it's not a big deal and if it's gonna if if caring about it and making a big deal about it is going to put your relationships at risk and you actually want those people in your life you have to remember that too because for me i'm like if this is if, if if nagging about this or like bringing this up is going to ruin a relationship, it's not worth it. It's not worth the five the five minutes of stress I'm feeling about it. Yeah. So I'd rather just handle it. Figure out if I still feel the same way in the morning. Also, give yourself time. Do yeah. you feel the same way about it as you did when you went to sleep? Because when I sleep on things, I wake up feeling like, oh, why was I ever worried? You know, like it just washes all my troubles away. And I just give things time. Like literally, if you have an issue give it a couple days sit on it and if you still feel the same way afterwards that's probably your intuition if not you might have not to say you're overreacting but you might have been overreacting and it might not have been that deep which sucks to hear but sometimes you got to tell yourself that because i don't want to hear it from nobody else that's another thing i need to work on hearing it from other people because when people give me that type of criticism i'm like did i ask you we're definitely going to get into that in our in the pros and cons of type A's, but for me, um, journaling, like how Danae just said, like, is it going to matter if there's something that's really just occupying my brain? I have to get it out on mm-hmm. on a journal. And journaling, I have one journal for like like God related stuff, and it's like it's really it's when I'm down bad because honestly, you don't mm-hmm. get closer to God until you, especially like in your twenties, until you're like really down bad, and that was during. Uh, when I was moving, I was broke. It was horrible. Now I'm a little bit more happy-go-lucky. It's just like more so internally. I need to like, I want to just make myself a, a better person. That goes to my yellow journal, which is like, let's just talk about stuff. I don't have to say dear God. It's more so dear diary. And I literally love it because I used to love the dear diary um, books. But journaling and then also doing my best to communicate my feelings. Still, am not the best at it. But from year one, when I started dating Lola, I have gotten exponentially better. Oh my gosh, um, that I was a brat when I first started dating him and he has molded me into the woman that he like, that he wants. He's, he saw, he saw the, what potential. is it? Thank you. He saw the potential. He's like, we just gotta, I know this isn't you because you made it. It's because of your dad. 
Mm. And I was like, thank you for understanding that. Because even to this day, he's like, I know this behavior isn't something that like you learn. It's something you learn from your surroundings. So we just kind of have to kind of break that, break that cycle. Yeah. So just having like a very patient partner has definitely helped me as well as therapy. I've been, I'm on my third therapist just because I've been moving a lot. Um, And then also being more forgiving of myself when I make a mistake. I used to be like, Faith, you suck. You are literally horrible. Like, why the frick would you even think that? Like, I am my biggest critique. And I think I all biggest critic. And I think a lot of a majority of type A girlies and boys are very, very hard on themselves when they make a mistake. And realistically, in the grand scheme of things, maybe to a type B person, it's not really that big of a deal. But to us, it's huge. Yeah. Like, like I'll literally, like, if it's at work, I'll literally scream. And then I have to come, come back to earth. I'm like, okay. Did anyone die? Like Danasia, is anyone bleeding? Because okay, let's get a band-aid. And three, can we do better next time? I feel like that third one really helps because it's like, well, okay, we did we're acknowledging we made a mistake, but also let's just learn from our mistakes. That's why they're there. To learn from them. And for work specifically, I have to realize we are not saving lives. We're not doctors. Not. Nor firefighters. Like we're not saving lives. So once I come down from my high horse and re- ask myself all those questions and realize to myself, are, are we saving lives? No, we're, we're putting stuff in Excel. And it's not even actually submitted yet. Just redo it. Just be like, hey, you're, to your manager, it might take an hour more. And it's fine. Because I feel like I'm sure you're making a bigger deal out of it then in grand scheme of things, it really matters. It doesn't really matter that much because literally I'll be freaking about something. Pay my manager about it. He's like, Okay, just let me know when you're finished. Girl, my mentor at work told me no one cares what spreadsheet you worked on once they're done and once you move on to your role. No one is looking back in the history to see who edited the spreadsheet. They don't care. She yeah. said, spend more time on the relationships, your like legacy as a worker, like all that matters way more. What you started, what what things you have listed under your name versus, yeah. oh, I edited some formulas in Excel. No one cares about that. And when she yeah. told me that, I was like, wow, because yeah. I've been putting a lot of weight on them, all of Excel spreadsheets, man. Like mm-hmm. I've been in Excel day in, day out. And it's oh. like, like no one cares. No one literally cares. Like, as long as it gets done, basically. Quite, quite literally. Yeah. Um, but let's just go, because I know I have cons and cons. Let's go pros and cons. Yeah. Um, to... I was looking up, I was trying to get some inspo for this outline, and I found this website called betterup.com, and they gave a description of all the different type of types. So type A through D, I think. Um, So let's just kind of go through the pros and see if they align with us. Um, I'll go ahead and read the first one. You're motivated to achieve your goals no matter what challenges you face. Mm. Ting, that's me. Um, No matter what challenges you face, I'm not going through that many trials and tribulations. But I'm going to figure it out. Let's just say that. I'm going to figure it out at the end of the day. Uh, Mom, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. So you're highly competitive, making you organized and strategic. Yeah, that that That's aligns. Right. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, you're unafraid to take take a leadership role in projects or work. Unafraid is strong, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to make me look good. Yeah. I wouldn't say unafraid either. I would just say sometimes you might have anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, well, I do it right, but not unaf- not, not not afraid. Yeah. Um, you can multitask to get jobs done faster. 
Now, how good am I at multitasking? Okay, but I'm a, I'm definitely going. I'm not going to just work on one thing all day. I I simply just can't do that. That's not how that works. <laughs> Ever in life, maybe even if I was chilling in the belly, but that's it. I was I was doing one single thing, just trying to stay alive in there. That's it. Um, <laughs> uh, is, is it you or me for this one? Uh, you. Okay. Mostly people can rely on you and you excel in academic workspaces. Yeah. That's probably That's, the most hard hitting one. That part. Real bad. Oh, frick. They got us real bad. Um, you never have to worry about being surprised usually because everything is not Google Doc. I added this one. <laughs> this is not from uh this is not from Better Up. Uh yeah. Uh usually I would say most type A people don't not to say they don't they don't like surprises, but especially in like work or school, it's like the last thing I, w- I ever wanted was to come in on a school day and they'd be like, all right, take your pins out. We're taking a test. Huh? That's the worst nightmare. I would literally cry right then and there. So like, I feel like most type A people are very organized with their schedules. So it's not many surprises. Yeah. In my opinion. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Now let's go ahead and get into the cons. So we came up with some cons and then we'll talk about better up. So for mine, for me, I'm an extremist. So becoming less type A is a little hard for me because the question is, what are some cons about being less type A? Because I'm an extremist, I'm either super, super anal, asleep, or just raw dog in life for real, okay? Um, And I don't care about anything. And so for me, I have missed, I think, three or four flights, which is so not like me. Like every time I tell my sisters, they're like, you missed a what? You? You always get to the airport two hours before. But now I'm a little lackadaisical. So I want to pick to be lackadaisical type P on a flight day. And I'm like, I got it. Mm. It's, it's okay. And like I said, it's disposable income. Some of the times I had to pay more. I'm just like, well, this sucks, but I'm probably not going to do it again. Did I do it again? Yes. But like I said, disposable income does help with being a little chill because you're just like, okay, let's, let's switch it. To, let's, let's switch a date or let's, let's, let's push it. Like it doesn't really matter. It does. And it sucks when I've missed a flight, but it's what it is. And another point of the family trip. I don't know if I told y'all this in my RBT um, in the past, in the season for sure. Um, I planned a family trip and I made a Canva outline and the whole thing. Like I'm talking about FAQ for real. I said, um, I need everybody respond by Saturday. I think I sent it midweek to let, so you can know, so I can book the Airbnb. Like I even sent payment plans the whole night. Everything I could control, I controlled. I didn't get a single response. I said, all right, well, F y'all. We're not, <laughs> we're not having a cousin trip then. And then they're going to ping me this week talking about some, hey, is the trip still happening? If I told you you needed to respond by this certain day and you didn't respond, it's a wrap. what do you think we have in that trip? Now, past 18-year-old faith, I would have been freaking out. I would have been going off on everybody like, y'all need to, if y'all don't want to do it, if y'all don't really think it's that important to have that cousin camaraderie like we did when we grew up, well, frick, I shouldn't care either, huh? Right. I'm going to see who I want to see because there are some people that, you know, y'all, there's some, some shakers, some movers and shaker cousins. If you know, you know. And you might be the one. You might not know. But moms, what, what, <laughs> what, what are some cons about being less type A for you? Um, for me, I my problem is that sometimes I'll have trouble like taking on a task and and finishing it all the way through because I sign up to do everything. So it's like you have a lot on your plate 
Yeah. And it's very hard to like follow through with everything. Cause if you, if you sign up to do eight different things, the likelihood of you being able to finish all eight of those things from start to finish and do them well is hard. And you okay. have yourself at this high pedestal and it's like, choose maybe three of those things and invest most of your time into that. You'll probably get more value out of that than just signing up to do everything. And now you're spreading yourself too thin. So I would say that's I'm, my main thing. I'm right there right now. I definitely, do. I definitely yeah. do that. And also for me, procrastination goes crazy. For somebody that's so type A, my procrastination is insane. And it's only because I will literally stress so much about work I haven't even started yet. I'll be oh, like, yeah. oh my God. I have to do that and it needs to be good. And Never even started it, but I'm already stressed because I want it perfect. And the stre- the fact that I'm stressing about it is making me anxious so that I don't yep. start it because I don't want to be anxious. So it's just a vicious cycle. So um, usually it's never that deep, but I never learned my lesson. So maybe one day I will, but you know what? I'm 22. I got my whole life ahead of me. You got um, some years. Giving myself and grace. That And what are some cons about being less type A? Um, I know I would the type say, a cons, but the less type A cons. Yeah, I would say the main one is that, and there, there are not many. It, it does really work out in this world to be type A. I'm not gonna hold yeah, you. You you do you do well in school and work, and you get many. Uh, <laughs> but I would say the main one is that sometimes I feel guilty for living a more soft life or relaxing. Yeah. I mentioned before but it does suck because it's like you're you're leading life less type a and nothing's really changing but in your head it kind of feels like you're doing less and you're not performing as well as you used to and it's like oh frick yeah it's really hard to come to terms with but it's like nothing really changed like you're you're still living the same life I guarantee you nothing drastic happened but in your head it's like I'm not doing as well as I used to Mm. which is hard that's bro bro junior year high school faith i don't think i'll ever get to that really a- ap us history the long nights like i just oh i i was crying every night granted i that's kind of a that's me i'll be crying mm-hmm. but i was just like i put my entire work into school and yeah. that happens when you're type a when you end up being the school sister Yep. That's just, and you, it's hard to break that mold. Uh, yeah. And trying, I, I really, when I, I, I started, when I started work, I was like, I do not want to put my entire life into work. I want to do good, but I don't want to make it my, my entire personality because that was yeah. school. And I needed to figure out who the frick Faith was outside of school because I didn't know. And I'm still trying to figure it out to this day. What the heck is Faith like? That doesn't involve work or school. Ah, uh, sleep. And I feel like that's, that's, that's my, that's what I revert to. And now it's, I like, I like spending money. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at spending money. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I love anime. Um, love a good brunch. Love mm-hmm. a, I love to dress up. I love to journal. I love to talk to anywhere that I can just talk about the stupidest stuff. I'm down. Yeah. And that's why the dynamic quiet boyfriend, loud girlfriend works in this household. Every time. Every time. Um, but let's honestly, let's go ahead and get to the affirmation of the week. Like, I feel like we we talked a good amount on this. And I honestly, I this might be one of my favorite episodes from this season. Me too. Because it's really, it's real life. <laughs> like, this Girl, is 
We live this day in, day out. We live in this right now. We we were from season one where every time we um we um recorded, I would put it in our Google Doc and in my schedule, my paper schedule. Now we're just like, okay, what day worked for you? Oh, this doesn't work for you? Okay, can cool. you do another day? Cool. Let's, let's push back an hour. Like we're just like it'll get done. It will honestly season one faith faith and danger be like, girl, what? No, literally. But we've grown a lot. And it, it, it helps out a lot because it really does take a lot of that extra pressure off that we were just putting on ourselves for no reason. Absolutely. Ugh. Love growth. And that's yeah. honestly type A. Type A Black Girls has been growth. Like season one, honestly, every season. Yeah. I mean, As- we're not changing the name to type B black girls, but you Absolutely know. Absolutely not. Never that. We're not we're never that type B. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, uh, but our affirmation of the week, speaking of that, yes, is that it's okay to be type A. You just need to relax a little bit. That's it. That's it. Moral of the story. That's moral of the story. Uh, I love this. Like, I, I really yeah. cannot wait to watch this back. Um, especially because we have video, it definitely does help my attention span. Yeah, uh, me the video. Too. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I don't know if I want to hear my voice, but the video definitely does help. Um, but mom, let's go get it. Let's, we don't have no calls from the request line. If y'all need any advice, the link tree in our Instagram, Instagram and our link tree is, um, anonymous uh, bots, free suggestion bots.com. Thank you. So free go, suggestion ahead and, bots. go ahead and check it out there. If you have any dilemmas or any advice that you need to submit questions on, we haven't had one in a minute. So I yeah. don't know if maybe life been going good for y'all. Y'all got no questions, but if you do submit them yeah. and we will answer them in the next episode. But Absolutely. Um, I, I've been trying to gather all my why would you say that while we've been doing this because yes. I have a lot <laughs> and we didn't do them last episode. So y'all are about to get fed real good. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to start. So basically, um, this got so this guy died. Okay. And I guess I the picture didn't make much sense because when I saw the picture, I saw like the girl's name in right cursive. I mean, red cursive on the chest. And I'm just, I literally sent this to nature, like, we couldn't get a better angle because his armpit hair was just chilling in the picture. I was like, this is irritating. And I start going through the mentions and the comments and on Twitter, and they're like, three girls have posted this man trying to claim him. So I guess she posted that picture saying, I am the main because he had my, he had my name on his body. This girl said, he said that was his child's name. Even in death. Um, even in death, trifling. Even in death, still trifling. That's crazy. Three, four, five. T- it's people in the people in the mention talking about something. This is the fifth girl that has claimed this man. What? Who is this man? <laughs> because they, this? they made their tweets not be able to be seen by anybody. Uh, they basically limited the people that can view their tweets. So I don't, I, I don't have the picture no more, but I, that, that got engraved into my freaking brain. Cause I'm like five women claiming you and fighting, fighting. No, I saw, I saw the pictures of the girls. Why they all look like the same girl. He had a type. He had a type, but so far I think it's like five women that have claimed him since he died. Yeah. Talk about my baby. I love you forever. Oh, I bet <laughs> he had a lot of love to give. <laughs> the neighbor. why would you say that why would you say that um (laughs) so one of mine uh this girl on twitter gonna go going to jail for attempted murder gotta be devastating because you wouldn't even get them and now you sit in there for nothing (laughs) 
I literally read that and said, I'm I'm closing Twitter. I literally was like, I'm not doing this. Because she ain't never lied. She didn't even finish you didn't even finish the job. Attempted murder is a crazy thing to go to jail for. Prison. Sorry. I, oh, what she went here. I tried. To, tried? Not you eat a million hot dogs to try? Call me type A, but your best isn't good enough. I need you to finish <laughs> the job. <laughs> I'm not doing what she did in Asia. Okay, one of my on Twitter. I'm going to get fired. Why I had a meeting with my leader and director, both men that wear ponytails. I got in the Zoom and said, dang, why nobody tell me we was wearing ponytails? Not a good meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably white. Why ain't nobody tell me we were wearing ponytails? Like, we were supposed to coordinate colors. You wanted, everything shouldn't be. You that's- could. Well, some, people, some people don't need to be on a zoom every day at 10 a.m let's just say that they don't like i maybe you need maybe just write it down in the notepad app i don't know but you yeah. need to say that mamas and you know you already know the type of camaraderie you do or do not have in a meeting when you go in you're exactly know. and it was never giving that vibe it was never giving ponytails Ugh. Shut okay up. what else you got moms someone said if a person who had plastic surgery dies do y'all think the ghost gets to keep the bbl Moms, I saw that, and why the frick would you say that? Why she would you? She, that? she said she received death threats for tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that uh, is it. Was that under the thing? It was like, what was the best tweet of your time? Or like, yes, that, yes I have been loving that. I don't know if y'all saw, but there was this lady who had a beautiful wedding. Like she was giving coach bags out. Like, did you see not coach bag? Like Chanel bags. Yes, yes, yes. So then. Somebody was like, um, that lady with the beautiful wedding dress and a husband who should have hired a stylist is, which is crazy, is getting exposed so bad on TikTok for her fitness scam ever since her wedding. And I'm like, okay, diving deep. Some man said her wedding dinner or something popped up on my timeline, on TikTok timeline. And I just remembered the fiance slash husband waiting patiently to say two words while she rambled on with her teeth and Bob working against each other about a black dress that screamed everything except expensive. I never scrolled back. The read? For filth. Bob and teeth working against each other? Moms, when I tell you, I pray that I never get dragged on TikTok or Twitter because they know how to read like, like a level of proficiency I've never seen in, in all my days. I just like, I'd be sitting there with my mouth open. Cause why would you say that? Her bob and teeth working against each other on, on opposite teams. <laughs> Crazy. Mom, cause I, honestly, I have been thinking about getting a bob. I, I used to get a bob every single year, a bob and a bob and banks. Every single year. <laughs> but that was when I was a straight girly. Sorry. Straight hair girly. Now, great girly. <laughs> I said, what that happened? <laughs> oh, that's good. Because what I got going on here is very much, straight. very much, very much uh, heterosexual. <laughs> okay. Um, but girl, that that got me. I don't, frick, I I don't know where I was going with that one. I'm not gonna hold you, but my, let's just say, oh. But because I'm a natural girly now, I'm like, frick. If I get a bob, it's about to be up here when I wash it. Yeah. That's not good for, bobs aren't good for natural hair. Some girls can pull it off. I feel like there's, there's a sweet spot. Either, 
either you keep it a little long to like the shoulder length with your natural hair or like, you know, it's long, like past your shoulder length, or you do finger curls. That awkward stage of like, I don't know what it's called, the little fro, like for me, at least it looks bad on me. Some women can pull it off. But for me, like either I would do a completely short era. I'm not doing no Keisha Cole type cut. I just feel like it wouldn't look good on my face. Mom, love Keisha. Love Keisha. Love Cole. But you know that, you know that Bob, you know, the girly, the aunties more so they have the, they have the bangs and then the Bob that goes like this, like it. Yeah. You know, or, or the one where it's like, it's like shaved up the back and it does a little like fluff in the front. <laughs> Girl, keep it. Keep it. Maybe that's a 38 and up type of hairstyle, but I, that's a, that's a good age limit. I think it is. I honestly, honestly, the, the 20 year old girlies have been doing 32 piece sets. Whereas they like they they put the cap on and then they glue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if anybody under the age of thirty eight should be doing that because you have hair, or get some of your oil, like Denise just said. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I, yeah. Meal makes a grow a great rosemary mint oil, babes. I, I just don't think at our age, at twenty two, we need Keisha Cole haircuts. That's just me. I think we have our whole lives ahead of us for those. And maybe that is a why would you say that in itself. But I, I'm just saying. <laughs> we have our whole lives for that. We do. We do. Like, am I going to be getting a 30 a thirty inch bust down at 40? No, I'm not. Probably not. That's the era for the Keisha Cole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that is, yeah. Frick. That's a right of power. That's that's like right a passage as a black woman. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, I I I to this day I still need a 30 inch bust down. I tried for prom junior year and it did not go as planned. Um, if you swipe, give me give a good give my Instagram a good seven swipes. You'll see it. You know what wig I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what lace that lace? <laughs> oh, mom, it was it was it, it gave bump it and I didn't even want it to. Oh no! See, and that's the thing, like. You can only be doing lace. I feel like for at least, at least for me, I see for myself. Once I'm in my 40s, I'm not taking the time to throw a ball cap on and, and get that guy to be out. I'm not. I'm putting a band on. That's it. A little, you know, the little, they have the little, the little, the the little yeah. Yeah. Like, the little gray. I don't have the time nor the energy. I don't have the time, I don't have the time now to, to be doing lace every day. I, being being 45 applying my wig cap i just can't do it i'm simply not keisha cole that. it's keisha cole <laughs> it's wackadoodle time i'm not <laughs> it's keisha cole time no. crazy. oh my gosh oh my gosh let me i don't i i it's keisha, it's keisha cole time let me see if i have i think that's uh, honestly that? those are the best ones i have Bro. everything else is more uh it's, you need to see the picture yeah, well, I, I mean, you can see the picture here, but Aisha Curry posted for Mother's Day, and somebody said, "Why they all look like Steph?" LMAO. Somebody quoted the retweet, co- quoted the tweet, and said, "His jeans too strong. All his kids look like baby birds." Bro, I saw another quote of that, and it said, "That's what happens when all your kids got the same daddy." Well, sorry. Yeah, like, girl, you didn't have to say that. Because <laughs> that's not a good thing. 
And then okay. someone else quoted it and said the only reason is because Steph and Aisha look like siblings. That's why they all look the same. But you know, you know that game where it's like siblings are dating. Mm. Mm. Mm, they might lose that game. <laughs> they, them, 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 them green eyes is 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 holding them back. <laughs> they both <laughs> like we see them. You know, when the light skins they be like. Like opening the eye, like we see. Like, oh, we see it. You have you have hazel eyes. Like no, <laughs> get it. You okay? Your eyes are pretty. We get it. And then the girls on Facebook. I don't know if you were in this era, but they would like really try to make like dimples for themselves. They'd be like, oh, the dimple like, show. They would try so hard, and like that used to be a thing. And then some like, girlies would like put get the piercings there. That these piercings, Girl. you can fight. If you have a piercing here, here, or here, um, you scare me. What? Yeah, the dimple thing used to scare me because I knew girls used to have dimple in their bio, like dimple, dimple, dimple darling or something dumb. I'd be like, girl, take that out your bio. That's as bad as like blazing in the blazing your atne, blazing Barbie. Take that out, yo. We don't care. Or blazing in the bio. I'm but they the worst offenders. Like it be the bio be the bio be black and Japanese. We don't what? Did nobody ask? Just put the flag there. That's it. And then we can we can make our own assumptions. You look you look ambiguous, and that's just we'll just call that a day. (laughs) (laughs) Like Uh, this might be a why would you say it in itself, but you know what? It had to be said. Yeah, and and I, honestly, if you stay to the end of the episode, you get a lot. Of, th- that's wackadoodle time. That is wackadoodle time because we become we can we become more Delulu as the episode goes on. So yeah, and you got to think we've been talking for at, for literally four hours and some change and some change. Yeah, yeah. it's wackadoodle time. For it's wackadoodle time. And on that note, we love you guys so much. Please follow our Instagram, Taipei Black Girls. Please like, comment comment and subscribe yeah we're almost at 100 subscribers so we love y'all and we will see y'all next friday and make sure to submit any questions to our link tree because we want to have some calls in the request line to talk about so we can become the lulu even more as the episode goes on so help us out with that thank you bye